0: Hey, we're back on Money Talk, and if you want to uh, find links to some of the stuff, and maybe we might even put up some uh, little extras on our new Facebook page. For example, uh, some people were curious about the 420 holiday with fast food chains in the United States and curious about why they're doing it. Maybe we'll put up a link to that and explain it a little more. But for now, we're going to get to The View from Taiwan with Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at the SafePro Group. Ross, always great to have you on the show. Good morning, Andrew. Hey. So, um, Ross, I think sometimes, you know, not, not people in this part of the world, but maybe our listeners farther afield, uh, you know, they hear, they hear the fiery rhetoric between China and Taiwan, and they kind of forget that there's actually um, a huge amount of trade and investment that goes back and forth uh, between mainland China and uh, Taiwan. But it looks like the friction might be getting a, a little thicker on the trade front. Uh, I know you've got your eyes on uh, a Chinese investigation into Taiwan trade barriers.
1: Yeah, the the recent history of this appears to be it's it's one of the tools that China has used to express its frustration with the recent meeting between Tsai Ing-wen and Kevin McCarthy that occurred in California when she transited the United States. And we knew at the time that China had a number of options to to express its displeasure, to put it lightly. That that would be military exercises that could be persuading another country to end its diplomatic relations with Taiwan, and it could be some form of trade or economic retaliation. So, the, you know, at the time, uh, going back 10 days ago, there were a lot of people who said, uh, well, it's only going to be a three-day military exercise. It's not a big deal. And then there's cynics like me saying, well, wait a second. We don't know what else China might plan to do. And then, lo and behold, a few days later, uh, there's this announcement that China is going to initiate an investigation on Taiwan trade barriers. So, to be very clear, these are barriers imposed by Taiwan on goods coming in from China. And the longer history here goes back to the, the, what's known as, as the X uh, economic cooperation framework agreement between Taiwan and China signed around 2010 and that opened uh market access for both sides to a number of industries and for a number of goods but one of the big ones uh was agriculture uh opening up by china to a lot of agriculture products from taiwan speedier customs clearance things of that nature it was really good at the time for china sorry for taiwan's ag industry but the other side of that was the opening from taiwan was not as big as the opening from the China side to the Taiwan side. That was part of the political aspect of this agreement. Mm. Anyway, to make that long story short, Andrew, the fact is... China's a lot more open to goods from Taiwan than Taiwan is open to goods from China. Mm. And China has identified a list of, of over 2,000 goods that they feel are, are receiving discriminatory treatment from Taiwan. Uh, it's hard for those goods to enter the marketplace. And uh, now they're announcing this investigation.
0: And the results are supposed to come out later in the year, just before Taiwan's election, by the way. Mm. this This almost seems normal. <clears throat> I mean, this is not you know, political sabre-rattling, uh, existential... I mean, this this almost seems just kind of like normal trade friction that would happen between any two jurisdictions. Is, it, is that encouraging?
1: Uh, that's a fair thing to say to some extent. Uh, and uh, we know country A and country B have these kinds of disputes all the time. Somebody says, you're slow-walking our customs clearance, uh, you're, you're this customs clearance for our goods, and the other side will say... Well, actually, uh, we have some national security reason or some other uh, obscure section of the WTO agreements we're going to cite to say we're, we're not going to let your goods in. Uh, but but it goes back to this 2010 ACFA agreement. There was political aspects uh, why that agreement was signed. There were political aspects why, uh, in a way, it was kind of a one-sided or a lopsided agreement in that it allowed access to China uh, for a lot of from taiwan and services it also expanded services market access in china on the mainland for taiwan service providers like financials and it was not reciprocal for uh the mainland uh, institutions coming over here to taiwan uh so there was this political aspect of it at the time you know the environment has completely changed uh... What is going to be the ultimate result? Uh, I would expect that China is going to determine, yes, in fact, there are trade barriers for our goods, which we already knew. And then there'll probably be some retaliation, such as banning uh, uh, Taiwan goods or or, or ending some of the ease of access. Uh, But part of it also depends on the election result here next January.
0: Right. And of of course, Taiwan always has that ultimate bargaining chip of uh, threatening to restrict supply of that vital Taiwanese component, pineapple cake, because that's what the people want. um china's not china 's not only throwing sand in the gears on the trade front they 're actually sending literal sand through the skies to Taiwan. What has been the reaction?
1: Yeah, there was sandstorm uh, you know, if there are any listeners uh, who are on the mainland at the moment, they may have experienced this. there was sandstorm uh, on the mainland uh, over recent days, and uh, you know, Taiwan being so close to, to the mainland i can 't avoid that so there was sandstorm. Uh, contributes to a dirty air problem uh, uh, and particularly in central Taiwan, and what else is in central Taiwan? Well, there's a bunch of coal-fired uh, power plants down there, and uh, they uh, say that they're getting double dirty air because there's sandstorms coming across. And uh, they have some coal-fired power plants down there, quite large ones, actually. Uh, and uh, coal-fired uh, power is pretty important to Taiwan's energy mix. But then the, the the official bum has to come in and say to the power producers, well, you better ease off on the coal because the sand is coming. So, okay, well, where's the energy going to come from? An energy supply concern here in Taiwan is—it's an ongoing conversation. Uh, the public, the government, politicians, media, and industry—I mean, industry is the—it goes without saying—you know, manufacturing industry, including the tech industry—they're the biggest consumers of energy here in Taiwan. The government has been uh, uh, weaning Taiwan off of nuclear. It is a very, very firm policy of this government uh, to get rid of nuclear, and that's where they're going. Um, but they haven't really made up the, the difference yet with renewables. They say they want to. A lot of money has been spent on building wind farms off the coast of, of Taiwan, uh, in the Taiwan Strait. They're looking at other places as well to expand uh, the wind farms. Uh, but but the, they're not reaching their goals on renewables. They're behind the stated goals that they had established a few years ago. Uh, and, but then you have a situation like this past week. It's really interesting. Sandstorm comes across. The air is dirty. The coal, coal uh, contributes to dirty air, so that Taiwan has that within its control. He's, he's off on the coal. Okay, but then where's the power going to come from? And, and it turned out that the power company had to start buying back power from, from uh, private users this, the, over the past few days. That, it wasn't a serious issue this week, uh, but it was kind of the first week of hot weather when people were turning up their aircons. And you could bet domestically here in Taiwan – this question of power supply is going to become a huge issue as we get into the summer because it is an election season people are going to be pointing their fingers people are going to be saying what about the future what about two three four five years from now when we have no more nuclear we're not going to have enough renewables. Is, energy, is industry going to flee Taiwan because they can't depend on the power supply? And uh, we don't have an answer.
0: They better get on it. Uh, thank you very much. it has been Our Man in Taiwan. So much more to discuss. We'll have to get you back next week. It's Ross Feingold, Business Development Director, Safe Pro Group, with A View on Taiwan.